Howdy, podcast people. This is Added to the List Reality Rewind, where we recap and deep dive into the biggest reality shows on TV. This episode will conclude our breakdown of Big Brother Season 25, including the surprise final eviction and the crowning of this season's winner. My name is Graham Capito, and I'm joined, as always, by Alonzo Ramont and Zach Schultz. Happy end of the season, friends. Thank God. Yeah. Honor to be here. For real. It's been a long time coming. When? How long have we been watching this? Since Three COVID, months. probably. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. And it's I new- never thought I would be the one to be so grateful that a season of Big Brother came to an end. Uh, you guys know I love Big Brother. I typically love every season. Now, there are seasons that I love more than others, but this season is my least favorite. Wow. Um, and to be fair, it also gave some good moments, some some characters that I think I want to see continue into the reality, you know, canon, mm-hmm. like Felicia, great TV. <laughs> I mean, it uh, felt like there was a compilation, like of, of like the clip show episode, that that's specifically who they were relying on mostly for the clips was Felicia. Yeah. 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 I, I think Heisem, mm. we'll, we'll get into like maybe who we think needs to come back. Uh, on another season, but what'd y'all think of the finale? Um, I, I, it was nice to see all those people again. Um, well, specifically people like Heisum. Um, and honestly, I don't. Maybe that's it. I can I some maybe some of the jury members. Um, but it, it so it went basically the overall finale went pretty much how I expected. Um, I will say I didn't expect for Jag to take Matt to the end. Um, I didn't think he would be so loyal to his Minuteman. Um, that's I, I knew he would be. That's my problem. Well, I just because you know he'd been making this um final two with Bowie, and I didn't think he was going to be so loyal in the face of. I think he must have known how much more likely he was, was to win. Um, or he just, you know, is that kind of person? I think it's probably somewhere in between. Um, I think, no, no, I, I actually think if he were sitting next to Bowie, he would have won. Nine to zero, I think, or whatever oh, the number is. Exact, yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I definitely think he did it out of. I also think he did it selfishly to get points with the jurors. I do mm-hmm. that he that he was quote unquote loyal, but I'm like, it's Big Brother. There, like the loyalty is okay. I have so many thoughts. First of all. This that was my problem with the game this season is people weren't playing the game. They were there for their own reasons. And or like like Bowie James said, 
in one of the like he was like my problem with this season of big brother is like everybody like people were cheating and i'm like what how do you cheat on big brother what are you talking about like it's just very clear like you don't get it you don't like and that's why i just don't think it's those people who should be at the finale um like bowie james i'm just ah um, so they had they had three of the most boring milk toast personalities as the final three to the point where whenever they like officially announced the winners and Jag won, it felt so anticlimactic, and it felt like everybody was just happy. It just like felt everybody was happy and just like it, it like I, I it was like wait it's over the whole thing it's like we voted it's done and and yeah, yeah it's like, too nice. I was going to say, I did have a moment where I thought, you know, it is cool that this guy this of Middle Eastern descent, you know, wins Big Brother. You have you have him and you have a, a deaf person in the final two. Like, that is cool. Like, I did yeah. pause for a moment to recognize that. Um and so I, I don't want to take that away, that how big that was and how important that was, you know? Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Um, but all in all, they were boring. I mean, and then I don't want to jump ahead, but like those speeches. Oh, oh boy. Wow. What? Matt's. Just yeah, like, Matt's were rough. It's like, guys, I did stuff too. That was the whole vibe of that. Oh, his whole speech was like, guys, I'm also here, and I was also doing things, and I was also planning. I wasn't just sitting there when fully reality, he was just sitting there. Matt was the personality hire of this season. Like, he was just like a nice guy to keep around. But even if you didn't do a lot, you make up stuff. You, you, you sell people on... Like, clearly, he gave it no thought. And again, that's one of my issues with this season is, like, it's like they just don't know. They don't want to play Big Brother. Like, if if I'm going to be there, I want to be there to win, you know? And I didn't feel like that speech, that didn't sound like the speech of somebody who wanted to win $750,000. Yeah, but see, you know what it felt like? It felt like they already knew who was going to win. Like, they felt it in their bones that Jag already had it. Yeah, he felt pretty resigned to a second place. I think you could even catch him like in moments in between the final challenges and stuff, being like, "Bro, you've already got it." You know, it's like you have won this thing. Um, and you could tell from the moment Matt started his like closing remarks or or answering his question, the jury's questions, anyways, that it was just no contest because they asked him, you know, point blank, like it seems like you were the follower to jag's leadership how do you like what did you do for yourself and he couldn't come up with anything his best answer was we were a partnership not that i led anything yeah yeah which you know was obvious oh it, it just sort of felt like he was resigned to second place um i'll say i don't i maybe i just don't find jag as um boy i as boring i really like him as a player i feel like he really deserved it to me 
I thought I he was a great player. I do think he deserved it. But before we talk about his personality, come on, that speech. Jag speech? Final speech? Yes. I thought it was great. No, he was like, basically, if y'all don't fucking vote for me, you're wrong. You're racist, basically. Like, I deserve what? to win this. I This is my victory, and y'all have to give it to me. I was like, what? That was wild to me. That was wild. Excuse my language. Hey, that's aggressive <laughs> playing, though. That's aggressive playing. I get, yeah, I didn't see it. At, it was an aggressive speech for sure. But, uh, and there were some language of he kept using the phrase single handedly, which I wouldn't have used because nothing is single handed. You know, you don't do all the voting yourself. Right. And there are people there who maybe you led them, but they followed. You know, you didn't do anything single handedly. But other than that, I thought it was aggressive in a way that, like, made sense and was backed up by his actual accomplishments. No, typically the when you're trying to get the jurors vote, it's like, hey, beautiful people, I enjoy playing this game with all of you. The reason I'm in this chair is because I did do everything I could to get rid of each and every one of you. I do apologize, but I had to do what I had to do to get to the end of this game. And I think you all can respect the game that I played and blah, blah, blah. Like you can still say all the things. His demeanor though was like, I was the king of this tap. And, and this was not the vibe of the season. If he was just run roughshod and like, kind of like Cameron did for that short couple weeks. Yeah. Like if, if he did that the whole game, then maybe that would be justified. But you didn't, bro. Like but when it came to competitions, he did win competitions. Yeah, so I mean, the comp beats. But it wasn't Jag's strategies that got people out. It was him winning games. That yeah, I mean, people... well, yep, yeah, but well, he also, there was some strategy, and he pointed out, like, keeping, getting Sari out, um, getting Blue out. That meant nothing. Why? Getting Sari out meant nothing. Well, it was a player that, that was loyal to Matt. I do agree with that. I do agree with that point. Yeah. Getting blew out who was his friend who he manipulated. Um, I, I feel like his speech was justified. And I also think that he had the kind of relationship that we probably, we don't even get to see. We only get glimpses of with their sort of inside jokes to where he didn't need to play like the, the pleading and like, Guys, you know, I'm sorry about what I did, but it was all a part of the game. Like, they seemed really friendly to the point where he could just lay it out and no one's going to take it personally. They're going to see it as strategy. No, did you see? You didn't. You weren't watching their faces as he was giving. I mean, I, they seemed shocked, but no one seemed upset. No one seemed taken aback and, um, like, uncomfortable with it. Maybe they were surprised but they were also sort of laughing and when they went up to do their votes it was the same sort of we're on good terms we're so close we're gonna make inside jokes as we're voting on the winner i get it i guess too part of it is like three of those jurors are older people it just felt like disrespectful to me like mm. it it felt unnecessary i think that's the biggest 
issue that I had with it too. Like it just didn't feel necessary. That's all. Like you were going to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I thought blue might vote for Matt. Uh, and I guess we should mm-hmm. say blue America, Corey, Cameron, and uh, Bowie oh, Jane yeah. voted for Jag to win. Felicia and Sari voted for Matt to win. Yeah, two of those older people you're talking about ended up yeah. giving it to Matt. And maybe they were sort of swayed by the speech. You know, maybe I they felt they the same way. Because mm. I would have expected Sari. Go ahead. She's very loyal to, you know, to a fault. She did say that and she was close with Matt. But I think had he given, had Jack, because since Matt, Matt's speech was so bad, God. had Jack, oh, had Jack given a more, just more respectful speech, I think Felicia and Sari would have voted for him because they don't hate Jag. You know? And I think so. it's kind of where Jag found his magic is that nobody hated him in the house. Like there was never a moment, same with Matt. There was never a moment where somebody just hated them. I feel like plenty of people maybe not hated, but disliked Bowie Jane just for her general demeanor. But um, her boringness. And I never want to see her on a TV screen again. Like, oh my God. What what did Cerise say that was hilarious? When she first gets into the house, she was like, it's two airheads and something else or something. Two senior citizens, an idiot, and an airhead. Oh, oh my god. An idiot in their head being Bowie Jane and Matt. <laughs> I wonder if it's so idiot, clearly it's Matt, and then the airhead is clearly Bowie Jane. Yep. Oh my gosh. That is the vibe <laughs> that Bowie Jane gave off. And, it is airhead. And that is a good example of saying what you really feel, but in a funny way. Yeah. Then yeah. everybody took it like, oh my God, Sari. Versus <laughs> Jag. I just thought, I, again, I just was like, that next to Matt was the worst juror speech I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, you've heard more than me, but I, I to me, I, I thought it worked um, for him, obviously, because he won. I think he was trying to do what you were saying that Sari does so well telling people how you really feel in a way that is impactful and forceful but doesn't turn people off and he doesn't quite have that charisma he, people obviously very much like him but he never seems to be like the i don't know like the life of the party i guess yeah he's just a, like a likable dude but not the the charismatic charmer yeah yeah nice but, but not necessarily interesting yeah yeah i mean honestly um but i think he knew that he had such a better case than matt and that he had such good relationships with these people that that wasn't going to turn them off that's my guess is that he kind of wanted to go out with that bang um i don't even know that it's a relationship i think it's more he felt like they would do the right thing, which I did think this cast would vote for who they thought was the best player. There was mm-hmm. not enough saltiness or 
fights or anything like that to because there have been seasons where the wrong person won because mm-hmm. they pissed people off well i'll i'll say right now i feel like the right person won i mean that's the person that won i think he definitely won the most competitions during yeah. the I, do. I, I agree i because of the course of gameplay i do think jag did deserve to win absolutely yeah. you know something that's weird i along to what you said about these players being the kind who would award it to who deserves it the most. They seem really level-headed and, um, you know, what makes a good Big Brother player. But on the other hand, so many of them were not good players. Like, it's kind of a weird... Yeah, no! Is, like, they, well, that, like, they get it. They're good at analyzing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they were all good analyzers of what makes... A, good big brother players but most of them were not good players themselves mm-hmm. whether they were too chaotic or too laid back yeah, um, but i guess when you're in that situation it's a whole different thing like it's easier to be like the peanut gallery and to like look at it and be like okay this is what i think should happen because you're seeing literally every side and that's what they get to do in the jury house yeah but yeah with this, it's a lot. In the jury house, do they basically have like what we have as the live feeds? I don't no, know. They don't, they don't watch. Oh, they don't. Well, they don't. They I get recaps of episodes. They get a. They get a recap. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And then they all sit together and with the person that got voted off and be like, "This is why I got voted." I hate. I hate the types of the jury. <laughs> See, I like the jury because it's normally more entertaining. It's normally like. Oh my God! That's what happened. They stabbed you in the back. That's oh. why you're here. Your best friend is the one who sent you here. It's normally like that. Mm-hmm. This season was just that like so awkward. They seemed like they didn't want to talk to each other. Like they were like a, at a business meeting or something. Well, you had some awkward. You had Corey there. You had. I thought. I thought in the finale they did okay. I liked their conversation. Oh uh, yeah in the finale when they were talking about who should win. Um, but yeah, and I hate it because like I y'all know I have talked up Big Brother for years. Graham's already on the bandwagon, but Zach, as your first season watching, on behalf of the BB Nation, <laughs> I do want to apologize to you. Um, and you I wholly expected this i deserve it and i will take it wholeheartedly thank you for your apology but you can understand what makes it a good show i hope like i hated the competitions this year and i was reminded of the (laughs) i was reminded of the competitions during that final hoh and i was like god i hated these competitions this year the 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 demogorgon and the all the like did you hate the themes? Because to me, it felt pretty on brand. Like it was the, if anything, it would, from what I know, it's the most on brand. It's like the theme was Big Brother themes. I hated the themes, the 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 scary verse, and I hated the, I hated the the verses, I, the multiverses. I hated that. Some of the games they moved around that were typically HOHs were vetoes, and vetoes were HOHs. Um, the competitions that they typically do. And I think it threw off the rhythm of the game. Um, there weren't enough intellectual. 
like normally they do a competition where you have to memorize all of this stuff that's in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it all like disappears and you have to like try to figure out what was there. And mm -hmm. like, I love those games because that game builds up all season. And it's like, did you pay attention that there was a giraffe statue in this little corner or whatever? Like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that was more my issue. I also wish we would have heard more from their families. We typically mm -hmm. hear more from like their families and friends and you learn more about the players and who they are outside the game, which helps you invest in who they are in the game. Um, right now, I, I was not emotionally invested in a single human being that was in that house. Yeah, like yeah. I was in Survivor. Fighting. Say it again. I said you get that kind of stuff in Survivor, or like recently, you know. You yeah, get they normally do it. They took it from Big Brother because Big Brother was doing that first. Mm. Like, and I don't know why they didn't do that this year. Like, I feel like we didn't know anything about these people other than what they told us on the first episode. You know. Yeah, I, and occasionally we would get like. Uh, glimpses of that when we would do the whole "Hey, come look at my HOH room," right. which didn't happen well, very much. Um, I did it. Recall one time that it happened with Matt, but when when did it happen again? Did it happen in a different time? Um, it might have happened for Jag. Um, and I guess it's harder to like space those things out during the season because in Survivor they know. Like, oh, well, you know, Tom's going to make it pretty far into the season. We can save his family story until later. Here, you know, we don't know where that's going to happen. Um, but it still would have been nice to get more of it. I do think, too, the layout of the episodes were weird because this year <clears throat> they got moved around quite a bit. So normally you have your Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, and it's that set schedule. But then, mm. like, some weeks we were getting HOH on, like, a Tuesday. Like, it was just weird. Like, it's, Do you think that's the result of the strike, or do you think that's... Uh... I do. I do think it's the result of the strike. Because they were trying to uh, cover a lot of ground with, like, having TV episodes. But also then Monday Night Football started, or Thursday Night Football, I guess, for CBS. Um and then they're trying to do other reality shows and trying to like find the best spot for new shows so that they can lead in, have a good lead in. You know, there's a lot of moving factors. And I think they were they were laying by the seat of their pants, the producers this year. Also, just random aside, SAG strike over. <laughs> just to keep this as a document of media. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the um so, yeah, the writer strike ended a while ago, and then what was that? The actors just ended. Yeah, Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, they just they just ended. Hmm. Well, that's yeah. good. I don't understand why we needed um to have all three the CBS Crown Jewel all three happening at the same time. I mean, okay, yeah. maybe we're trying to fill in some space, but we could have filled in an hour and a half of one of those. Like, just push well, it back. I just don't understand. That's I, why I can't keep up with all three at once. That's why we're getting Big Brother Reindeer Games. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, what is up with that? I don't I don't know. So what, what did Julie say? She said that Big Brother Reindeer Games is going to be 
not another season of Big Brother, but a new show within the Big Brother universe, which has that ever happened before? I, as far as I'm aware, it hasn't. Not outside of celebrity. Nope. Okay. Or, yes. They did have a show called Big Brother Over the Top, which was very similar to this. It was like a winter, a very short winter season. They did do that uh, one year. So mm-hmm. it has happened. Reindeer Games, I guess, is a Christmas thing, which there was rumors that it, there, there would be a BB Legends season. Uh-huh. So I guess that's what we're getting. Like, it is BB Legends. There was rumors that it was going to be a Christmas or like a holiday-themed thing. There was rumors that it was going to be a Legends thing, and there was rumors that it was going to be a celebrity. I guess they blended the two, the holiday and the Legends. Yeah. And um, and clearly, they knew this before they filmed the season because they had the, the those BB Legends film, all of that before the contestants even went into the house. So, right. The whole, um, the three who set off the multiverse are now a part of the reindeer games. Do you right. think they're going to be contestants or? I assume so else? by the way they did that. And then they, and then Julie said one person from this past season will be on there. So, yeah. I, do we, do, do we think they already know like the person who it was new at that time? I, I don't think Those so. Hosts. Those three people, I think they're the hosts. Oh, you think they're going to be hosting? It says, it is set to premiere on CBS December 11th, 2023, and will be hosted by former Big Brother house guest Derek, I'm going to say Shao, X-I-A-O, uh, Tiffany Mitchell, and Jordan Lloyd. Well, those weren't oh, those three those, people. Those weren't who was there, but that's oh. awesome. That's great. And it says the series is expected to see nine former house guests compete against each other across six episodes, which air over the course of two weeks. So it's just a two week long holiday run. That sounds fun. It's going to be three so, episodes a week. Why are they doing this? Because they got to <laughs> fill TV time. <laughs> oh my God. I, but for like, is it, what are they going to do after that? I guess maybe they're just filming other sitcoms or something. Like, why not give us the month of. December, which I guess is sort of what we're getting minus a week. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's kind of weird because it's Christmas. I think it's interesting. Derek, I don't see Derek as a TV host. Um, Derek was on Big Brother 23, the season with the cookout. Oh, they showed those three people. Julie showed those three people. She did. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I missed that. And then Tiffany was also on that season. And then Jordan was on an earlier season. Was um, that the cookout season with Tiffany? Tiffany was on the cookout season. And yep. Derek, who were both on the challenge. Yeah, she, she's on the newest season. He was on this previous season. So, yeah. this man, once you get in that CBS universe, that, I think that's what Blue is going for. She's like, I might not win this thing, but I am damn sure going to make my living on the CBS. Yeah, kitty 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 purr purr. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're probably going to get a show called Boots Down with Blue. <laughs> that's, our, that's our podcast. <laughs> oh, well, she's and a, you know, her and Jared won't last. I, uh, I there was rumors on Twitter that he's already back with his actual girlfriend. So it's crazy that he had a girlfriend. 
Apparently they broke up. Rumor has it that they broke up going into the house. Yeah, so. there, there's an interview with Jared once he left. Um, someone I saw it on TikTok, and they were she was very pointedly asking about that, and he was like, "No, you know, she's very important to me. We're really good friends. Um, we had broken up before I went in. We came to this understanding. Yada yada. Who knows what's true and what's not, but." You know, Jared's just kind of a weird guy, honestly. Him, the fact that it's Sari's son is so strange to me. I love Sari and I don't care for Jared at all. I did like the reveal. I love Felicia's reaction whenever she realized. (laughs) She was like, that's why I couldn't break through that. And that made me realize, oh my God, that must have been so frustrating for Felicia because it's like, him an older black woman. And this older black woman is just going after, like, just being stuck with this young guy. Why? Why is there this bond between these two? I would have been so frustrated if I was in Felicia's shoes. Yeah. And then she was like, oh my god! See, that's why That's why Felicia's... It's so surprising to me that she didn't win America's Favorite Haskett. Oh. Yeah, she wasn't even I, in the top three. I didn't think she would be. I thought it might be Sari. Uh, I, 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 it was the top three. I Well, let's talk about it. You guys said Cameron, and I didn't see that at all. I was off. I guess all the white people, all the white people rallied and said, "Our boy Cameron is getting this." I, you know what? I think it put him over the top. It was the video with his daughter. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And they showed him a video like of his daughter, like, and he cried, and it was really sweet. I think that's what put him over the top with the votes. That he he's a single dad. When was that? That was last one of the one of the past episodes while they were in the jury house. It was either Sunday or Tuesday's episode. Oh, was it a like on the show? Like yeah, up- it was on the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, full transparency. <laughs> I didn't watch the the clips. The we were pulling it up to watch, and Ashton was like, "Oh, this is the one where they just do a recap," and I was like, "Well." I guess it's uh, no, it Survivor on, tonight. It wasn't on Sunday's episode. I the only one I we skipped was the clip, so I, I don't know. Clip show. That's weird because I didn't watch. Well, I didn't watch either. <laughs> um, I saw this clip on Twitter, but it was a clip from the show. Like it was a clip from uh, TV, not live stream, because they don't have live stream in the in the juror house, right? I will say I think people also liked Cameron. The you know he came back the whole zombie thing. He yeah. played the very chaotic game and then came back and tried to play still a very aggressive game, but more on the down low. Like he was one of our more aggressive players. He was just sort of a floater or or anything like that. That's what I was going to say where uh, the reason I liked him so much, especially for those few weeks where he was like controlling things and messing everybody's life up. It felt like he was the only one playing big brother. Like I don't have a lot of experience watching big brother, but from what I understand, it's about the strategy. It's about like double crossing. It's about like not taking anything personally. And Cameron came back into the house being like, I am alone. I'm not taking like, I'm here to win. And I felt like that was classic more classic big brother energy and not like I'm trying to make friends and be nice to everybody and you know, all that stuff. So I think that's one reason I think America liked him was 
he really played a game while he was there. And that's why he had to be voted out is because they were like, if he keeps controlling things, he's just going to one, get rid of all the alliances, just go after every alliance. Uh, and it would have you know, been more entertaining to me though. I would have had more respect for him if he hadn't sided with like Corey and America and Jack, like had he sided with like the weaker side of the house and was like, come on, we're playing this game against the strong people. Then I would have been like, yes, let's, Let's go like now we're talking but he 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 didn't side with the people that like weren't winning competitions and stuff um which then that all ended very quickly anyway um but because he was the first one out i mean as soon as they had the first chance to get rid of him they did you know yeah. um and his whole alliance turned on him none of them kept him you know what i mean so they weren't really loyal to him. Yeah. But a, a Cameron Sari alliance would have been really cool. It would have been. Yeah. They really could have done some real damage. I'm Yeah. It seems yeah. like every strong player was just so opposed with our other strong players. And we honestly just didn't have that many. Like I'm thinking about uh, yeah. the sur- season of Survivor right now. And because there's a lot of strategizing, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying the season. We, we've gotten rid of our softies. There's a lot of strategizing. There's a lot. I'm a little of, bit behind. I'm a little bit behind. Okay, I won't spoil anything. But there's been a lot of really interesting social play, like big moves. Um, there has been double big crossing, um, elaborate plans, and I'm like, well, what's the difference? Like, why aren't we getting that in Big Brother? And Maybe it's just the type of players. I think and, it's the type of players. I really do. I think we got to get as much as I don't want it. Like, give me like two or three of the bodybuilder type people that are that are super competitive. Give me the nerd who's going to really like Corey didn't really fit into that category. Uh, like, you know, uh he just wanted he just wanted to lay up with America all day. You know what I mean? Like, and who could blame him, honestly? But um, you know, I think it was the players this season. I think there were character flaws for sure. Yeah. I I I wanna get back those aggressive, like hardcore players who aren't just, you know, all friendly, all sm- nice smiles. Um because they would talk a big game in the confessionals, but they just—I don't know. I guess couldn't rally. They couldn't. They couldn't walk the walk. I wonder if some of that has to do too with the fact that there were mo- way more older players than there typically are. Mm-hmm. You had Hysom, Sari, mm-hmm. Felicia, Bowie, Jane, Cameron. Like, you know what I mean? That are more seasoned. Oh, they're not getting into the petty, like, I'm not about to be screaming with you in this house, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They're more mature. So I, I'm wondering if that's part of it as well. And, or that the younger players didn't want to be, like, disrespectful to the... I mean, look at it. The whole season they called it, the, you know, it was Mama Sari Mama and Mama Felicia. Like... It was like we're one big happy family that sometimes has disagreements, you know. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the people you named off those like professors, you know, what we had at the beginning, they were some of the more 
they maybe weren't all very aggressive, but they, a lot of them were strategists. They thought a lot about, yeah. you know, alliances. And oh, I just no, feel like we did. got a lot of talk about we got a lot of talk. strategies. And, you know, that was evident in earlier on when things kept flipping and flopping. And, and yep. you know, but inevitably, once everything came back together, it was kind of what you'd expect. It was a lot of chaotic talking and scrambling, but not as many big moves when, you know, it came down to it. Somebody else I don't think we give enough credit for for being good TV, who I don't think I would like in real life, but Izzy, very entertaining. Yeah. Like, kind of like chaotic. Yeah, yeah, again. yeah. I feel like Izzy could come back. Yeah. Emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, even on the finale, she was just sitting there. She looked angry. Like, I don't know. It, it was kind of strange. Like, her face was... She was with people, too? Like, she was. People, like, whenever she got voted off, who did she, like, just full-on, like, snub? Cameron. Like, pat on the chest Cameron. Cameron. Like, I'll see, I'll see you soon, piggy boy, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, like... Now, I just really think had those people, including Hysum and Izzy, if they had stayed longer, things would have blown up. Like, yeah. Well, the, if, the, if the professors, I think like the detriment, and, you know, this is beating a dead horse, we've said it a million times, but I think the big detriment to the professors thing was getting rid of Hysum so quickly. The yeah. Big, the big, uh, issue with the season was getting rid of Tyson so quickly, but if they would have kept Tyson and they would have just gotten rid of some rando in that professor yeah. group with Sari, Felicia, uh, all those people, it would have blown up in a significant and very entertaining way. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. Izzy and being as volatile. Instead, what we got was like two weeks of Sari versus Felicia, like which wasn't as entertaining. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just not. And then they made up and were fun. But, you know, Sari is not fooling with Felicia in real life. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, not. No. She's not. I, th- I guess Sari would not be in contact with any human being that was a part of the season of Big Brother. <laughs> I think um, part of why this season was just so dull, going back to what I was saying about this being a lot of strategists, but not a lot of like hardcore players. It just felt like we had a season of floaters who, yeah. who were good strat, who thought strategically, you know, at points and early on got out those collectively got out those um, more aggressive players. And yeah. I think that just sort of led to a more boring experience for the viewers. I mean, the final three were just full-on floaters until, like, the last three weeks they became strategists. Maybe maybe, maybe four or five weeks. Yeah, Jack, Jag sort of picked it up near the end, but, yeah, he kind of was. Uh, it's, hard, it's harder to remember for me, but he was more of a floater early on, a pawn a lot. He yeah. was a pawn quite a few times. He was, well, and some people feel like he shouldn't have even won because he was – evicted um but you know that's a that's neither here nor there like he was in the game yeah. but no, yeah, the super 
it's not like he just walked back in you know breaking all the rules typically someone if they're evicted and they come back they're eliminated pretty quickly right after yeah um well i i yeah i would say that's a testament to his game rather than a sure but i could see how other and and i was waiting because really you know matt brought up how he saved jag's game but you know who really was responsible for that Suri. Suri. Yeah. yeah. She was the mastermind behind that move. Mm-hmm. Which is strange to me that that was like, that was his biggest selling point for himself. And then Suri still turns around and gives him the vote. Um, and so, I'm mean, Suri won traitors. Like I wouldn't think that loyalty is her highest, you know, awarding attribute to the winner. Sure. But listen, she was loyal to the people she was loyal. She got to the end with her closest allies in the traitors. But she was lying to them the whole time. She was. But like, I think that video you showed last time shows that she did like, I feel like three as a person would go over integrity over that. But like in a traitor situation, it's a yeah. survival situation. You have to lie to so if you're not lying in traitors, yeah. Doing- I exactly. I think she is a loyal person, clearly by her speech. You know what I mean? Like, but I and because I also think look at look at freaking look at Jared. I think Jared ruined Ceri's game. <laughs> um oh. you know but she had to look out for him because it was her son. And then in turn, she was looking out for Blue and looking out, you know. And then she yeah. had to look out for Izzy because Izzy knew her secret. And it, it she got weighed down by a lot this season. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And on top of that, because she didn't win any competitions, you know, that made it worse. <laughs> yeah. That's really tough. I don't... Has is someone ever won who was just not good at competitions at all? Yes. Because people talk a lot about social play, but if you don't have a physical game, to me, I it seems to like you would have a very hard time winning this thing. There are even people who win because they make it. They win one hoh at the end or something, you know, and it sets up the right thing. Uh, or somebody takes them to the finale thinking they they're gonna beat them and then the jury screws them over or whatever like that has happened mm. yeah um i mean taylor hale wasn't a comp beast uh last year um true yeah yeah she definitely was not a comp beast um but she could hold her own you know yeah yeah but she wasn't a... were you happy think- to have her back for some analysis you know, I I did not watch that. Oh right. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I did I did not watch that. Uh, but uh, I, I she is on Twitter quite a bit talking about the show and giving her opinion, which I do like that. Um, so I did see some of the clips, but I didn't watch the full thing. Yeah. Um, always always glad to see Taylor. She's somebody in the beginning of last season. I was like, oh, my God, this girl. Ugh. But Ronnie, as time went on, was the old. You want to talk about an underdog. Oh, for sure. Like, 
wow um that yeah. was a great season that was a that was the story of the season that was what was missing this year what was the story of the season and i think they tried to do that with Sari and jared being related and, and like something along those lines because that like seems like a very structured thing to do for a tv show but it just didn't affect any it well, affected three play i think that's that was more of the theme but like a story typically emerges where you want to like taylor that wasn't planned she came in as a beauty queen you know what i mean like mm -hmm. she wasn't seen as an underdog but then man the bullying started and the, they were God, they were just yeah. brutal I mean, right out the gate, they were making, they were just making things up about her. Oh, she said that blah, 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 this uh -huh. to me. And it was a lot. And I think it was that girl <laughs> who started it was the one who had like a mental breakdown and left it the was. house. And so that never got set straight <laughs> because she was like, gone. That's the drama that I'm, I was missing from this <sighs> season. Like, yes, I felt bad that Taylor was being bullied, but good God, was it a good TV? You know, and watching her win competitions, you know, I, I think she won two HOHs, you know, being on the block and barely get and her her not knowing if she was going home or not. And then the house flipping at the mm -hmm. last second and saving her. And then an, an amazing clip that we need to watch together on here. It's when Joseph, God, it's so hot. It's when Joseph gathers up people and he's like this ends today um, he's like you're in our we're aligning with you and he's like this isn't out of pity this isn't out of blah 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 you deserve to be here and this ends to the bullying stops today that was and good. like and that started you know I mean? a really strong alliance that yes. led her to the end exactly yeah. and like the fact that they had a thing a playing just was so cool like that's so hot that's so cool that like this guy you have a crush on is like i got you you know ah that was good tv it was <laughs> yeah i i still never liked taylor uh by the end but it was yeah good TV. she's not well, somebody to hang out with but... by, the, by the bullying she what I said, "Wow, Graham, you'd be really swayed by the bullying. You'd be, you'd be on the other side of the room, wouldn't no. you?" Here's the thing: I always felt bad for her. Here's the: I never, I at the beginning did not like Taylor, and I was like, "Okay, I still don't like Taylor, but this is ridiculous. Like, you all are being so mean, so rude to her for no reason. Well, maybe not no reason, but this certainly isn't justified. What's going on?" Um, but then she got into a better standing of the house, and. I was just so annoyed by her that I kind of forgot that she was and bullied you think, early on. <laughs> you think that she's a beauty queen, she's confident, whatever, but she was also very awkward. She was like, yes, she, she was socially awkward and unaware uh, and of how she was coming across to people. Um, like, but she was just trying to like make, I mean, her crying in the diary room saying i'm just trying to make friends oh my god like that was heartbreaking to watch oh yeah like, it, she she did not deserve to be bullied but her awkwardness like sometimes she would almost walk herself into these scenarios yeah um yeah. that people you know mistreated her in but it was yeah but you would think then that 
maybe had she not been this beauty queen that they would have given that awkwardness and that sort of foot and mouthness yeah, a little more grace. They would. But the fact yeah. that she's this at times arrogant beauty queen, yes. um, I think people were not willing to give her the the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and granted, because listen, the women were jealous because she was hot, had a great body, very athletic, like you know. And she all she wore was spandex pants and a, <laughs> and, a and a sports bra every day, you know, um, and was like chumming it up with the boys and you know, um, but loved her and Joseph Jailer. Come on, yeah. They they taught they mentioned that when she was on. Um, yeah. she said they're just friends now. You might have they are that. different. Yeah. yeah, they broke up earlier this year sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and decided to just be friends but they still are you see them out together like on social media they're always together and hmm. joseph that was a that's a, that's a that that's a good that's a jacked guy that's a good looking man that's a that's a he was also like jacked like matt like matt like yes yes zach he was jacked yeah there were matt and joseph were both jacked that's that's true i'll agree to that and Joseph was just the nicest guy. And that actually is what killed his game. Um, that yeah. Remember the week where he, got he had robbed. to be outside? Oh, my God. The, the Brochella and the Fire Fest or whatever they fire called fest. it. Yeah. yeah. God, what a week. He was I so screwed so by another showmance. By another showmance, he was. Ugh. The okay, fact, last season was great. The fact that we're talking about last season right now is a testament to how freaking boring the season was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and like it was the, longer. That's the that's the sad part. Is this season yeah. was, the story this arcs from last on. season are so much stronger that they are more memorable than what happened this season. Horrible. Yay! I'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> we dedicated so much time. Well, we could watch reindeer games. We could. Yep. Yeah. I um, mean that that be that would be an easy watch. Sure, would be. What do we know when it's when it's releasing? No, uh, December 11th. December 11th. So one one month, basically. One month from now. Well, so so something I do want to just point out is uh, the ratings for this season of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and I will tell you ratings as in like amount of viewers, how many viewers? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so season this was season twenty five, correct? <clears throat> Yes, maybe twenty five. So we don't know the overall, the overall, um, the overall rating for the season yet. However, the the premiere was down forty four percent from last year. Wow. Ooh, um, that's which, wild. Uh. This season had about 3.3 million viewers 
per week. Um, that sounds good. I don't. I don't really know. Let like me let me give you something show. to compare it to. Yeah, season one of Big Brother had nine million viewers per week. That is a wild difference. Um, that is the age of television. That's such a different time, though. Okay, two seasons ago, had four million, four four million viewers. It's also COVID, <laughs> sort of. That's what I was about to say. 2021 not you guys not that not y'all are the ones justifying the the ratings over for big brother okay let's find out what the survivor ratings are for this year because i feel like streaming has to affect this i feel like all survivor ratings survivor ratings 6.8 oh let's go we didn't hear that clap graham let's go jeff Uh, probes that's because Survivor is the shit. I've watched Survivor is so good. I've watched the season. It's not that good. I think I think Survivor was a show. It's ingrained in American culture, even big bigger than Big Brother, because it was often a family show. Like people sat down with their families to watch Survivor. Mm-hmm. And Big Brother wasn't the same thing because it was way more like adult than Survivor was. Yeah, I thought Big Brother was like pornography. (laughs) Yeah, Big Big Brother. I mean, the first few seasons of Big Brother, the fighting, the like, it was wild. You know what I mean? Uh, And and the fact that it's like film twenty four seven, like it just feels like you're peeking in on people's private moments. Where a Survivor, like. You might you might have those, but nothing's live, and right, they're right. worried about catching crabs. Like they're not, no one's really hooking up. That's not a big big part of it. Well, and you can create a better through line when it's filmed. You know, Absolutely. when it's taped, the editing edit. is better. Yeah. You you have longer to edit on mm-hmm. Big Brother. You have a couple days to edit some something together and hope. You got some good TV, you know, from two days of filming, you know. So yeah, yeah, and and I think they've always Survivor's always been good at. It seems to me like from what I've heard, they've been pioneers at sort of capturing things live and and then editing it and you know filming in water and and all of this really yeah. hard yeah. to hard to capture stuff. But nowadays, the I mean, it is beautiful. Like they put so much effort into the production value oh, of yeah. shots, the the mic quality, the stuff you're picking up sometimes. Like you'll hear like a whisper as they're crawling through mud. I'm like, what how how did you people get this stuff? It's it's incredible. And I don't know if they're doing it this season, but last season they did a podcast after each episode of Survivor on fire with Jeff Probst. Uh, and they broke down sometimes like the behind the scenes production of how they put this stuff together. I mean, they have like an army out there on this island. It's it's an impressive yeah. thing they're accomplishing. Yeah. Well, and also man, this season, people, the people like this, the people playing Survivor right now, besides the softies we've we've gotten rid of, they they know this game and they play. They like it's it'd be like 
if you got a chess tournament and everyone there was like master or chess players who've been watching other people play chess and playing chess for their whole lives, like people, everyone there grew up to some extent watching Survivor and are such strategists. Um, and maybe that's the case with Big Brother, but it's it's showing more the season of Survivor. Gameplay has just been really good. That's what we should have been watching. The season I watched of Survivor, because I watched like a half of a season, probably like a year and a half ago, because I was trying to get into something, you know. It felt like it was the same beats every time. Like it was like 20 minutes of this episode is just going to be people talking behind other people's backs while they try to make a fire or chop wood or something like that. And then it's a competition that's entertaining, more entertaining than I would say the Big Brother competitions, and then you win a prize. And then it's 20 more minutes of bullshit. And then it's... Strategy. Of strategy. Talking and looking for crabs. And then uh, the next the next thing is the voting ceremony, and then that's it. That's it. And it's still like, God, I don't feel like I gained anything from this. Tribal Council. You know? Okay, yes, that's what, yeah. And, uh, like, it, it just seemed like, one, I wish it was more, like, a lot of competition and less uh, bullshit. But also, I understand that that is necessary to see in the game. Now that I've watched Traders, and see, here's the thing. I love Traders. I love Traders Australia. I see that yeah, as the, the, best, the best reality show I've ever watched. So maybe I'm more open in the head of th- that being said, I've watched like four reality shows, but I'm more open-minded at, at, at with reality TV. So maybe I should try watching survivor again. Cause that is a more structured game than big brother is big brother is all about the social thing. And then sometimes there's a challenge to get power in the house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes survival survivor, it's like we're gonna take you to we're gonna bring chilies, chilies restaurant food over to the island, and you're gonna get to eat it. There's a prize that I'm like, I can identify with that. I can identify with wanting Applebee's. Well, the stakes are just so much higher. Like they've had this um this uh these people went off on this little journey and they could either choose like this thing that would give them power potentially in the game um but it was sort of like a convoluted really hard power to attain or they could have sandwiches and it's like well do i want power that want sandwich and on big brother that's an obvious choice but when you're starving after nine days in the sun climbing up you know these giant wooden structures and and swimming to untie nets underwater and you've eaten half a coconut and a worm that sandwich is you know that's not just a sandwich anymore um so the stakes are so much higher um so you know i think that probably brings us to a close on our on a reality completely different this is that's that's how much we thought about big brother this season um but i'm glad jag won to to bring that home um, I yeah. think he, I think he really did deserve it. I really liked him. Um, I thought I liked the speech at the end. It was a little forceful, but I'm really happy for him. And I can't think of anyone else who deserved it more. So yeah. Any other closing thoughts before we, I think just move right into what you've been watching. 
no. Baba Booey. There we go. There's a closing thought. There we go. Baba Booey. Zach, what have you been watching? A little bit of a stern reference for you. Um, I completely watched the entire first two seasons of Our Flag Means Death over the last week. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a beautiful and wonderful show that show is. It's it's the first season. It's kind of very lighthearted and kind of silly and uh, it has like darkness to it. But it's it's written and directed. A lot of the episodes are directed by Taika Waititi, but um, it's mostly written by him and, and uh, the co-creator. And it is so good. I was obsessed with Pirates as a kid. So it really kind of it feeds that like fantasy. It's like very fantastical, but a really interesting thing about it, the plot of it is a guy named Steve Bonnet uh, basically sells his life away. He's like a millionaire in England and, and leaves his life to become a pirate. And then he meets Blackbeard, who kind of teaches him to become a pirate, while Steve teaches him to become like a gentleman. And this is a true story. No. Steve Ball was a rich guy that sold his boat. They didn't start a romantic relationship. Spoiler alert. That's mm-hmm. a big part of Fat Black Dude's sure. death. Uh, Steve Bonnet started, he left his wife and family to become a pirate. He was uh, like a rich man. Yes. He was the only pirate that paid his crew, and he was called the Gentleman Pirate. Every pirate that gets shown in this show was a real person, a real pirate in history. Uh, what, what year is this set? 1700, 1720. Uh, but then Blackbeard that comes on... Sorry, I'm just imagining a guy who's like an accountant down in <laughs> no, no, downtown no, leaving his family. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, like it's a, it's a period thing. Okay, but, Got it. <laughs> Blackbeard boards his ship after he got stabbed, and this is a literal true story, and saves the, the crew, and, like, they just strike up this relationship. It's like, hey, I'll teach you how to be, like, high society and, like, how to use your money, basically, because Blackbeard just had this insane amount of money that he wasn't doing anything with, and Blackbeard was like, you're not a pirate. I'll teach you to be a pirate. And they literally, up until both of them died had a relationship. They were best friends. Like, they, they they stayed on the same ship. Like, it's all based in this real story. And that's the really fascinating thing about that it, where, crazy. like, Steve was, like, this friendly captain to his crew, and he was, like, this soft guy that, like, brought a library on board a ship. Did you say they were lovers? In the show, they're lovers. The fact that pirates, I don't think about pirates very often, but the fact that that was a thing that existed, like just these thieves who lived on the seas and just made a living plundering, that's pretty wild. It makes you love it. So it happened for 300 years. From oh the my 1500s God. To uh, it was like early 1500s to late 1700s. They, the pirates were in the Caribbean like doing stuff. And, uh, it deals with like so. Uh, there's a lot to do with like the LGBT community in this in this show, and that's kind of like where it's gotten a lot of its popularity. It's done so beautifully. The romance between these two, but there's also more than romance. Um, the what romance? Two, but between the two, the two leads is done very well and very in a fun way, and they. 
the world that the show is in, it's like there's it's not considered um like taboo at all. Like it's ne- that's that's never a subject that is so it's like, oh, you're gonna be hanged for this. Like that's never a because uh, like, like there's a non-binary character that's part of the crew. There's like plenty of gay, lesbian, non-binary, you know, gender-neutral and even trans characters in this show. That, so there's like a lot, whole lot of representation there. So that's another great thing about it. But just the writing, the directing, the music in it is so good. But like it is swashbuckling fun, but at the same time has this like beautiful romance. And great- buckling fun. Wow. That's the only tagline. I have been watching pirate stuff since I was a child. I've loved pirates. I, I didn't know pirates. that about you, Zach. Zach, fun fact I played a pirate once in a musical. So did Graham. Oh, I guess I Not, did. That's, that's true. Yes. I guess I did. Well, he played a name. role that I want to play so bad. <laughs> and my character, it was a, it was a, a show called. She Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. And it was a musical about Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed. They make a appearance in season two. And yeah, they were an actual couple. They were historically. They were, yes. Lesbian couple. And I play Captain Jack, who was yeah. Bonnie's husband. Um, wow. Very interesting. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. See, uh, say it again. I would love to play a pirate. Oh my god. We need I'm more pirate good. media. Do you know what happened? Why we don't have a lot of pirate media? I mean, I guess we kind of have a decent amount, but no, but why yeah. why do we not have more? I'm talking like older movies. Like before Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean is the reason we have pirate movies again. There were a lot of pirate movies in like the fifties and sixties and seven like there were a lot of like these adventure films. But then in the eighties I forgot what it was, but it was a Gina Davis movie, uh, some Gina Davis movie that had pirates. And it was like one of the biggest flops in history. And people were like, oh, the, the American people are not interested in pirate movies anymore. And Which I uh, think that's accurate. I mean, I think I think before Pirates of the Caribbean, we saw pirates as like, I maybe, you know, just making fun of that whole sort of thing. I mean, you had Captain Hook. Um you know what I mean? Like that was kind of our idea of, of pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. I, I'm into pirate. Listen, I Pirates of the Caribbean for a long time was my favorite movie. Like, just a great film. I highly. I mean, I I I went to where Blackbeard got hung as a child. Oh wow! I was really into piracy and pirates and that whole. I had the piratology books. Y'all remember those? Or the book, like there were these series of ology books. There was fairyology and uh, dragonology and piratology, and there were like these interactive books that told you the history of these things. Oh wow! Yeah, that somebody just made up. Yeah, yeah, basically. But some of the stuff was right, but most of it was just bullshit. We might have to do a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, added to the list series. I've never finished that series. I. I remember I liked some of them as a growing up. I remember I owned I think the third one on DVD and just watched it all the time. But other than that, I haven't really done a watch through of of those movies. By the by the time we got to the third one, I was like, okay, this is enough. 
I watched the fourth one and I hated it, and then I stopped. <laughs> I didn't watch the newest one. So there's five at this point? Yeah. Yeah, Javier Bardem's the villain of the fifth one. Mm. Is Jack Sparrow still in it? Is he? Yes, he's in it, but uh, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley are not. Interesting. I wonder if we're going to get another one. Well, you know, it was in the, it got canceled. So Disney was, had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in the works starring not Johnny Depp, Margot Robbie as the main like pirate character. I didn't uh, know. But then it canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. It got canned. After Disney, Which honestly like, re- makes sense, to be honest. It makes sense yeah. it got canceled? No. No, Do- Margot Robbie. I could see that. Like, I could oh, see oh. Margot Robbie. Just, yeah, that would have been an amazing, that would be a kick-ass movie. Because, like, I feel like she could have tapped into, like, the Harley Quinn of it. You know, like, the crazy, you know, robbing character of a yeah. pirate. Yeah, well, after after Barbie, I don't see, you know, not that she needed any more hype. But um, I could totally see that coming back, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I think this got canceled probably beginning of uh, summer. Because, uh, like, I think that's when Disney, like, reshaped everything. Like, got rid of, bu- of a bunch of streaming stuff off of their platform mm-hmm. so yeah interesting yeah yeah well death i recommend it nice yeah i've been wanting to i've been wanting to check that out maybe i'll uh move it up on my list alondo what about you yeah you know i don't think i've watched anything new this week uh i've been watching game of thrones uh yeah. The Game of Thrones uh, podcast, people. Listen, I would do it. I would totally do it. Um, I'm I, I'm up to season five. So Cer- Cersei Lannister um, has just been put in jail. Uh, oh, season. my God. The best season. This is the best season. Um, oh God, we get, we just met Hannah best. Waddingham. She's there. Um it's so good. Graham the the Yes, I'm the, just getting spoiled for me. It's fine. The uh Hannah Waddingham is in uh Ted Lasso. She's the one who owns the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's in she's in this season of Game of Thrones. I've gotta watch uh, this. It's not a lady? Yes. What? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh. Horrible. Horrible. And the oh fact that you feel sympathy for Cersei, who's the villain, um, like brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant television. I I'm gonna maybe go on record and say I think it might be the greatest series of all time. Wow. Like I just and like it's one of those things where if I if I'm watching an episode I cannot stop, like I have found myself being late to things because I'm like, well, I have to finish this episode, which I've seen already. Like, I mean, I feel you because my sister like kind of started to tentatively watch it, and we were in season one, and I won't spoil anything for Graham, but the golden oh, you've seen season one, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mind if I say something or sure. do you? Okay, yeah. The scene where uh, Daenerys's brother finally gets killed. Yeah, uh, that episode. Uh, the Golden Crown for the King. I remember watching that being like, 
no show did it like Game of Thrones, man. Like they, if no. you hate it, they will kill that character in the most satisfying way possible. I mean, in look the... at Joffrey. Oh. Joffrey, Blondo. which I won't talk about. I won't talk about. <laughs> but Graham, Graham, you have to watch it. I would be so willing to start this show over, and we all watch it together. And <laughs> maybe that should be the next rewatch. That's not a bad idea. I don't. I don't because... see myself watching it soon, at least, unless that was like the condition. Because otherwise, there's just a lot of my on my list right now. Um, yeah, a lot. But I'm that not... might push me over yeah. the edge. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. We'll talk about it. But mm-hmm. um, also, uh, Gen V. Uh, that's that's that up there on my is... list. I can't believe y'all haven't watched it yet. Um, Apparently, it's just literally just a diet season of the boys. Like, you're going to have to watch it. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. is. Uh, So, yeah, I don't think I've watched anything else. Um, Did I talk about Air last week? I did. I did talk about Air. Yes, you said you watched it. Um, Yeah, so um, I've been a little busy this week, but um, (laughs) lots of Game of Thrones. Oh, a show that I want to mention that I'm watching, and I sort of watched growing up a little bit, but like wasn't in my top whatever. And that's the Jamie Foxx show, his sitcom. I was going to say, is that a multi-cam sitcom? It is. And honestly, it's hilarious. And I'm not a huge Jamie Foxx fan, hmm. but like it, it holds up. Almost every episode has music because he's a great musician and singer and and he plays piano. But it's set in a hotel in L.A. He's moved to L.A. because he wants to be a star and his aunt and uncle own a hotel and he works at his name is Jamie King in the show. And this this hotel is called the King's Tower. And it's about him working at this hotel and the shenanigans that ensue, you know, with him working there with his aunt and uncle. And there's always some type. And he plays a lot of different characters. Um, oh, like an Eddie yeah. Murphy sort of situation. Yeah, it's really like, and I just didn't remember it being so good. And it really holds up. So um, I've been enjoying watching that, like, as I'm going to bed, you know, um, my my sort of fall asleep show. Um Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that that kind of happened um, randomly because it's on HBO while I was watching Game of Thrones. So what's it called? The Jamie Fox Show. Oh, what's that one Jamie Fox? Say it again, uh, Zach. It was a dumb joke. I said, "What's that one Jamie Fox show called?" Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have expected that with his name not being Jamie Fox in the show. It was the same thing with like Cosby. Like th- his name was not Cosby in the show. It was uh oh Huxtable. Uh, Huxtable. Yeah. Not Theo. What was his first name? Bill. Cliff. Cliff. Oh, and it was just called the Cosby Show. I guess. Yeah, I guess that was like a time where people just got shows, and it was just called the Blank Show, mm-hmm. or and then they have good. fake names like Martin Lawrence in his show. His last name was Payne, Martin Payne. Like mm. they just changed their last name for some reason. 
Didn't Ellen uh, did Ellen have a sitcom? Ellen did, did have a sitcom. Yep. Yep. I'm breaking sitcom. Yeah. Yep. So came anyway, Reba Hart. Reba, listen, y'all know that's my show. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't gotten a reboot because what are any of them doing? She's old though, right? No, she's not that old. All the reboot people are old. She's probably in her 60s. Listen, Reba was great. They did have a Barbara Jean had a show. It was like a spinoff for a while. That's she a, did? That's a mayonnaise sandwich right there. That is. <laughs> that is you can't have the side character be the main the main dish. Yeah, Barbara Jean had a sandwich. But I don't know if it was her character. I don't think she was Barbara Jean. But it was like a, it was like a clearly in the same sort of universe mm. as, as Reba. But yeah, that Reba could him. definitely get a reboot for mm. sure. Anyway, what about you, Graham? Um, you know the only thing that we've been watching last time we were in the middle of House of Usher, Fall of the House of Usher. We've now finished the Fall oh. of the House of Usher. Boy, Lord, that show. I dare I say that it might be my favorite. That's Midnight. No, you already watched Midnight Mass, didn't you? I have watched Midnight Mass, and I was really torn, but this might be better. Um, oh, I disagree. <laughs> I just, I'm really, I was happy with um, the ending and how it wrapped up. Um, I love the cask of Amante at the you're so small thing. Oh, my yeah. God. That was so uh, good. Like I, it, there's all of these tiny little pieces that were just, it was so well woven together at the end, came together so nice, so beautifully. That's how Mikey Flans does it, baby. That's how he does it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, Highly recommend. I still have not seen Hill House. Got to check that out. That's um, also It's very excellent. Yeah, but every everything I said last time about Usher still stands. Phenomenal, came together at the ending. Can't wait for whatever comes next from from that group of people. Um, uh, you didn't expect to see what was the heart making noise, did you? No, because <laughs> last time we talked, I was like, "Wait till you see what's making the noise." Yeah, did not expect that. Uh, Ashlyn <laughs> did call it. Um, yeah, she she called it. Did she call what the thing was that was making the noise, though? Yeah, I think so. The like, like the the device. The device? So, yeah. See, I didn't catch that. I was like, I wonder what that is because it it's not her heart pumping because it doesn't sound like a heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She she typically calls those things. Um, I was gonna damn. say Ashlyn is like a TV genius. Like she she yeah, knows yeah. things. Yeah, she's <laughs> a smart cookie. I said, we'll we'll probably we'll watch Game of Thrones and she'll be like, well, if we do, and I'm sure she'll just call everything. Before it happens, but she wouldn't tell me. I don't think. So I'm surprised she hasn't watched Game of Thrones. She watched some surprised. of it, right? Haven't you watched? She's seen a little bit of it. Season one. Anything else? Okay, ask her if she has interest in watching it. Can she you... hear me? Yeah, probably. She can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Would she be willing to come on the show and tell us all about her viewing experience? Of Game of Thrones. We're just now now we're just obsessed with getting Ashlyn on the show. That's <laughs> yeah. Just I because know. like clearly it's like the ultimate she, task. Yeah, like clearly she 
has a, a great understanding of television and she does. Yeah, we'll talk about Big Brother and she's got great analysis. And here's the truth. We wouldn't even we probably wouldn't even be doing this if it weren't for Ashlyn. Let's be real. Because Graham would be off like mm. doing some weird thing, not watching TV. Yeah. With his with his simple phone or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Be off the grid, probably weaving grass together or something. Uh, something <laughs> stupid. Something dumb. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe she would be interested in Game of Thrones. She's giving it she's giving it a strong maybe. Okay. Yeah. A strong maybe? It's, yeah, it's like you're trying to catch a ghost that you don't see that I'm communicating <laughs> with through the void. Like, can can we hear you? Can we hear you? two two knocks if you're there? Um, yeah, but anyways, I'm done with House of Usher. We still need another show, um, because we're done with that. I really want to watch Gen V, that's like near the top of my list. Um, some other things we've talked about, like, um, uh, the only murders in the building. Um, there's probably others, but it might be Game of Thrones. Which of the pick let's do it. Okay, that's that. Uh, that's from Only Murders in the Building. Oh, Steve <laughs> Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Oh my God. Steve Harvey makes an appearance in Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> and Zach didn't catch it. Steve Martin. Steve Martin ends up being in a musical. Uh, and That's so good. Oh, that, that makes me want to watch it. That uh, the whole third season is like in a musical. Take it like, and um. Marty Short's character is producing the show and and Steve Martin's in it and he has to sing this like patter song and he cannot get the lyrics and then like the only time he can say it all the lyrics right he like blacks out and all these crazy things happen while he blacks out it's really freaking funny uh, uh, dang god I gotta watch yeah it. highly recommend highly gotta recommend watch. Okay, well, we'll talk off off air about this potential Game of Thrones mix-up, shake-up um, to the added-to-the-list universe. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I know we gotta, gotta get going here. So, thank you all for watching with us, Big Brother. I guess that's what this was about. Um, what, is, what a season, Zach's first season. What would you give it out of five? Two. Two feels accurate. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll watch Reindeer Games. Maybe not. Um, but that was that was at uh, Reality Rewind Big Brother season twenty five. Thank you all for listening. Um, when we're back with you next time, we'll have a brand new show. We'll be covering something. Um, guess guess it sounds like it's still sort of up in the air. Um, we talked about RuPaul, but um. We'll have something for you regardless uh, next time. So until then, thanks again, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.